Oh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, fans of all Asians, welcome to We. The Thunder, I am the stash. I'm taking over as host tonight. That's right, you see me in the pole position. In the upper left hand of your screen, as usual, same guys here though. Shooter right there on my co-pilot as always. And of course we got the professor, Thomas Schooley in the house, not at the game, uh, unusually at his domicile after a home game. Nonetheless, a thrilling game against the LA Knights coming in, uh, the 3-2 final overtime kings the kings what i say you said knights well la knights yeah la kings three two overtime victory joseph getting the goal there um man what'd you guys think about that game um i thought it was an awesome game uh i was watching the whole game but during the first period there was no whistles and the game was going by so fast. I'm like, we're going to start this game or we're going to start this post game at 830. Yeah. And here we are. The game went to overtime and ended right around 930. And I was like, that was the fastest game of the season for sure. And we went to overtime. But um, the Bolts prevailed. They were the better team. L.A. played good. I was really impressed with L.A., how they played. You kind of forget about the guys that they have. I know Dowdy's been out, but we haven't seen this team in a while, so you forget how good guys like Anze Kopitar are, which was, by the way, denied in overtime on a breakaway by Vassy. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I, I thought the, King, the Kings are an up-and-coming team. They still got some of these core players from that championship run, and if they can kind of you know, find the right mix of these younger players, they're, they're going to be a good team. I like what they're doing compared to um, what they used to do in the past, which was mostly a defensive team. They look a lot more like the Lightning now. Yep. Yeah, what yep. I I was reading in Thunderbolts during the game, uh, a lot of people were saying that they thought the Lightning looked sluggish, and I didn't think so. I thought the Kings looked quicker than usual. Um, and then also people forget about Quick. I know Eglom talked a lot about him. Um, this was his third start in a row, which he hasn't done all season, and he's basically fighting for the net there. People forget he's a two-time Stanley Cup champion. He's a two-time Venzina finalist. He was the silver medalist for the U.S. in the Olympics. Um, he was a Conn Smythe Trophy winner. Um, so people forget Quick. Quick has been around for quite a while. Um, the interesting stat they said going in about Perry has scored the most goals against Quick than any other player um, in the NHL. Um, and it, it showed. They, they seemed like they knew each other pretty well. It also showed Quick has is very familiar with Stamkos, and Stamkos had a a night that he probably wants to forget, but he did get point four ninety nine. Yeah, it was like he was good. And, eight ninety nine. Eight ninety nine. Yeah. yeah, eight nine nine. It was like he was good and like he was off at the same time. Yeah, like he was. It was, he, was what, it, he was our best player. And our worst player at the same time. Yeah, but it, it was like yeah. he was jinxed by a genie or something. Like somebody got a magic lamp after that Toronto game or whatever and was like, I put a curse on Sam Coast. Uh, and, but really, I think you're right. This is a really well-coached team is what I took away from L.A. That's That was one of my biggest notes here is that they just looked really well-coached in front of their net, in front of our net. Uh, they're very fast. For sure you said that. And uh, the first period was so quick, not just time-wise with no whistles, but just – it was end-to-end, -end, really fast-paced hockey. This is a team that started off not great, has find their, found their legs of recent uh, 
you know, recent weeks, just like Ottawa. Um, so to come in here and I was saying at the end of probably like the halfway through the second period, right about halfway through the game, the, the lightning are really gonna have to bear down to work to get this this victory. That's when they kind of tied it up. But if you're really looking at the stats, this is a really a 50-50 game here. You know, 30 shots apiece, uh 51-49 in the face-offs, uh 26 hits to 29 hits. Uh, I mean, the, the main difference here is one for two on the power play, which that first power play, again, well coached, I think, in front of the net there. Net front presence was the big part of both of their goals. And uh, 0 for 3 on our power plays, which once again, the faceoff circle became, uh, continues to be our biggest bugaboo, and it has continued effect on our power play. Yeah, Brian had a pretty good stat tonight. Um, you know, he always does good stats, but yeah, I, I didn't realize good. this one. I kind of felt like this was probably the case, but I don't track this stat too often. Faceoffs wins during the power play. He said we're yeah. 28 in the league. And yeah. that makes sense. If you go back and watch like highlights of us talking about faceoffs or power plays this whole season, it's like we're talking about how we just can't win can't that win. that power or that um faceoff during the, the initial faceoff in the power play, I and, guess. And that kills us because the power play is in um the other team's zone when when you get a power play initially, usually. So you get a really good chance to set up in that zone, which is the lightning's and every team's power play plan. But the thing that really kills the lightning right now is point was always that guy because of his speed where, you know, they used to do the drop, 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 drop point would get it and just speed right in. That is really hurting them on the power play since he's been gone because they can't get set up in the zone. They're not winning faceoffs. And then you take on top of that, um, you don't have Cooch on that one side as a scoring threat. You're seeing all these teams shift to cover Stamkos, who they're still trying to really force it to. And, um, you know, this this coaching staff knows what to do. They're going to make some adjustments. I'd like to see if you're going to put Pilat on that other side, dude, let him, let him fire it. Let Pilat take that shot from that other dot where, uh, you know, it's normally Cooch. It seems like – it's almost like he they tell him to pass it back to Hedman every time. Or no, he did a couple times tonight, and Quick yeah. had his number. I thought yeah. I thought that whole line there kept getting snubbed by Quick. I I want don't know how many shots Plot ended up with, but he he had quite a bit of shots on goal, and they kept saying how he kept looking into the rafters um, after so many shots because yeah, I bet really that was part. Good. Of the like adjustments that they tried to make was like, hey, let's find another way to score on the power play. And after seeing Hedman kind of fire that goal um, off in the first period, like, man, I want to, I want to see him adjust to that spot where he was at because he sniped that one, a heck of a slap shot um, to score that first goal and tie it up. Yeah, it was really interesting because. Yeah, it was real interesting because it was a role reversal right there with Stammer on the feed to the one-timer from Hetty on the other side. And I, I'm with you. I wouldn't be mad if that becomes Hetty's office on the other side. If you could figure out a way to kind of him and Stamkos kind of rotate up to the point a little bit, um, you know, depending uh, on how much well, longer no, that they lasts. They're demon that far but, in. On, on no, that. I mean, it, it, it's Hetty, though. It's not as, you know, I know. You know it, but it's something that has to ha- something has to work, or or you just kind of bide your time. You keep racking up wins, you keep racking up points, and as soon as the cavalry arrives, uh, like I was saying earlier uh, on social media, it's all I want for Christmas is my two forwards. You know, 
because uh, Point and Cooch reportedly back on the ice. Well, not reportedly, but have been back on the ice again today. Both of them together, as uh, reported by multiple sources. So that's something that we can look forward to. So is it something where, hey, we try and work to make this better? Or is it just a matter of, hey, we kind of weather the storm. We keep going over three, over five. And then eventually we get our two studs back. And then all of a sudden we start going two for three and three for five they did get that first goal on a six on five on the delayed penalty the delayed well and i was going to say too one of the great things about um about that situation there was at the end they kind of mixed it up at at the end of that period and they had uh sorelli palat and uh stamkos out there together and i thought that was one of the more effective combinations of the night when those three got on the ice you said uh stamkos had a little bit of like a bugaboo or something tonight but especially on that feed from Sergachev early in the game. Uh, and then that kind of BS penalty, we talked about it in our chat, that hooking call on him was kind of garbage. And it really turned the tide in that first period, really, because it was back and forth. The Lightning had a lot of good possession early on, but as soon as that penalty came, it, it changed momentum. And the next 10 to 12 minutes was all Kings. And uh, so, uh, yeah, it was really interesting to see Whoa. when those guys came on, they created that opportunity really at the end and then that penalty was called and they got um they kind of created the momentum but it was really that nash line that was he got uh slotted in there with the the kids, the kids. and nash had a great game tonight he was on the ice for both of those regulation goals uh their forecheck was instrumental in possession when there was struggling at times with uh the kings getting penetration so both of those that, I was questioning those lineup changes early, but it obviously paid dividends uh, throughout the game with Nash being on the line with the two young guys. Yeah. And the, well, that Samer line, they were changing up, it seemed like, throughout the game to to get some offensive yes. off, offense going. Um, for anyone that doesn't remember, we got shut out by the Senators on Saturday. What? So, we, what, we don't talk about that. We'll talk well, about that, the end. We'll, listen, we'll talk about tonight, that at the end. And he decided we're not talking about Saturday's well, game. I, we'll talk um, about it when we need to. It was basically an I, exhibition game on the road. We might as well. Who cares? I mean, and again, we lost. We gave up two points to Ottawa, not Toronto, not Boston, not, you know, not division opponents. You know, who cares if it's Ottawa? But, uh, this yeah, was definitely a really good game. I think uh, evenly matched throughout. You know, ended the period, first period at one, tied at one, ended the second period, tied at one, uh, started the third period on a power play. LA sixth place in the Pacific Division, though. I, I thought they'd be a little bit higher. I, I didn't know where they stood, but I mean, they're 12 not, and 10, 12, 10, and five. Yeah, so, I mean, gonna, they started really badly. Yeah. But they're not like in the hunt right now. They're not really yeah. in the race. But I guess they got a long way to go. If uh, quick, and I owe someone on Twitter apology, an apology, uh, a talking smack about quick. Quick played really, really good tonight. He absolutely robbed um, Palat there at the well, end. Did you see Palat in the first period? Palat should score. There the first. I mean, at the end of the first. That's what I was saying. He he absolutely yeah. robbed, and that's whenever they had. Stamkos, Sorelli, and Palat on the same time. That's when they, they, they he actually robbed, robbed uh, Palat. And what is that? Palat missed the open netter uh, earlier in the season too. Remember um, the empty netter. So like uh, it was, it was kind of funny that he's kind of like that's two empty nets he's missed this season. He just if he had a little bit better luck, that guy probably has three or four more goals this year. 
by the way, we're getting reminded in the chat that it. I last I looked, it was eight to two. Eight the to Panthers two. were losing to the Ottawa Senators. The hottest the Ottawa, Ottawa Senators are actually a really hot team. Really, right really now. hot team. Yeah. And they're the next team we play, so we'll, play game, we'll, we'll get to that again. So we'll get to that. Like I said, tonight. we talk about Ottawa at the appropriate time, which is after we talk about this game. And uh, I guess you know, like I said, we start off the third period with a uh, power play. Um, and unfortunately, in Stash's world, family comes first, and that was about bedtime for the kids. So I had to step out of the room. So I missed the first few minutes of the third period. But when I walked back in, still tied two two, and it looked like about the same game. What did you guys see early in that third? The the third period, I I mean, there wasn't. It, it seemed like the rest of the game was kind of back and forth. The one that stood out for me was the Stamkos breakaway that he did not score on. Had a chance to really redeem himself for this game. Score that that nine hundred point. And um, hey, sometimes you just can't. You guys act like you're acting like he was minus three or something tonight. Like the guy now, still had a great I, game. I think he's in his head. Like he's trying to get that nine hundred point. You can see see the yeah. team was trying to get him that nine hundred point too. You know, yeah. it's just now another milestone for him, and I I think they get inside their heads when they're getting to those milestones. They know what's coming up. They know it's not like the Buccaneers and Evans handing Brady's ball away to somebody. They know. But oddly enough, he didn't overthink that breakaway. He took a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but there were a couple times he turned over the puck. He missed that goal, or the, uh, he missed that goal at the beginning. He he did have a goal at the beginning of the game. Yeah. Um, that he missed, but uh, I mean, he, but, like uh, I said, he's yeah. our best player, and at the same time, like our worst player because he was just a little off tonight. But just barely. Listen, just barely. even the whole shooter team, has off nights on We the Thunder. Listen, yeah. listen, the whole team, the whole team. I noticed tonight there was just a little bit of missed puck luck, and they were just gonna have to bear down to get this win, and they did. And that's the great thing. You see them come out in overtime, and they really controlled uh that puck early on. The first two minutes of overtime, I don't even know if uh the Kings touched the puck more than just to barely deflect it and really controlled it. And then all of a sudden it was a race. It was, it's a race. Absolutely. Back and forth, chance, chance, chance. And then suddenly uh, uh, Josie comes through with the, uh, the wicked wrist from the nice angle there trickles through quick and uh, game winner. I'm dancing in the office. Yeah. I thought, Going back to the beginning of the game, I thought it was an interesting that uh, they sat 48 down and kept Nash in. Um, it shows that the leadership and the what they trust in Nash to put him um, ahead of 48, who's been there. Uh, on ice for the Radish goal, which, by the way, Radish all of a sudden red hot in the last week and a half. Five Nash goals. Is, I Nash is on the ice for both of those regulation goals. Was right. he? Was he plus yeah. two tonight? We'll take it. We'll take it. So, which is funny, like because that's. I'm sorry, I was. I was got lost in the chat, and everyone talking shit. <laughs> um, is it, you were mentioning how he was basically known for nothing happening, and now he had two goals. Is that what you're saying? Sorry. Well, he he was on the. Ice. I mean, he was on the ice for two goals scoring. That's what I'm saying. He was on the ice. Yeah. Plus yeah. Two. I mean. Yeah. He didn't really affect those plays that much, but I thought um, I just well not the plays themselves, but the momentum and the forecheck for sure. He led the way because, like I said, I was questioning the the change on the lineup for them because I thought Colton was really centering those two uh, guys really well. The kid line, you know what I mean. And with Sorelli back, I thought, you know, hey, those guys would be back together. Um, but Nash centered that well, really well, or centered that line really well, 
And uh, that forecheck was definitely crucial at multiple parts of the game where it felt like L.A. was just getting ready to take over the momentum. Yeah. So Matt, Matt, Matty Joseph just did an interview and said he actually believes he he uh, committed a penalty right before that game winner and was lucky not to be called for it. So it for looks what? like he, he says uh, Joseph thought he could have been called for a penalty shortly before he went on the rush for the overtime goal. Felt fortunate to beat quick there. So it must have been something that we didn't see that. Uh, Probably a hook. Yeah. Because he was trying to get to the net there on the, before the pass came in. You, you know how I kind of felt this game? I, I really felt like the first period they were trying to do what they always do and, and pass and get that perfect shot off. And L.A., if you look at L.A.'s goals, you had the Doherty – the Dowdy screen in the first period, yep, not very fancy. Nope. You had the early in the second period, which, by the way, I want to talk a little bit about why the Bolts give up goals at the beginning early. and the end of periods so yeah. much this season because it's happening. Yeah. But yeah. what I was saying is L.A. scored their second goal with a deflection off Colton's stick and then Arvidsson's back. Two of their goals were both – basically lucky goals and what you saw from lightning is first period i thought they were really trying to set things up hard working goals i wouldn't say lucky those are hard working goals but okay go ahead lucky goals when it goes off your guy's back come on that's a that's a lucky goal yeah off uh, off our stick and your guy's back is a lucky goal to take the lead you got to make that shot though you got you're not squaring that goal if you don't get guys in front of the net and shoot the puck that way you know what i mean yeah, but what I liked about the the Bolts game is look at the Bolts' next goal after that. You had our boy Rutu just throwing it on net yes, with traffic it. and rattling on the stick. And I wish this yep. team would do that more. Just get the puck on net every time they're trying to make this play. And they yeah. were trying to do that the second half of this game. And there's yeah. a really good example that nobody's going to remember where Killer and I, I was just Kelly about to bring it up. We're on a breakaway. It was kind of a broken play because obviously they were not on the same line. It was a line change. It was awkward because they were both on the same side of the ice. Killer takes that thing in and shoots it, and they both really get a great opportunity on the rebound to score a goal. We've got a – Earlier, though, he didn't. Earlier, Killer didn't shoot, and he. I think he he regretted that because I was was standing – well, sitting slash standing on my – but like in here watching, and – I was like, dude, he needed to shoot that puck right there. He tried to make a play, and then he instead of shooting the puck, and he was coming right down Broadway, basically. And there was someone there to make it. And and you're right, there, that's a, a a pandemic, if you will. I don't know if it's a taboo word these days uh, amongst the lightning of uh, <laughs> of not just well, okay, but see, but we talk about this though too because they either they shoot too much or they wait until the other players in the lane, and then they shoot and it gets deflected. I've never heard anyone still, say the lightning shoot too much. <laughs> no, they shoot in the, they they shoot or pass at the wrong point. Like they wait until the other team is in the position to deflect or block the shot. Uh, Hedman did yeah. it like at least three different times they, tonight where he gets the it. puck and he like waits an extra half second and then boom, they're there. And if he would have just made the play one or do, like he looks because they're trying to make, like you were saying though. They're trying to make the perfect pass. So he's looking at all of his options instead of just letting his instinct guide him to make the the correct play but the other thing i think too is that 
the Lightning rely on their sticks a little bit too much for me. Like they 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 don't play enough body hockey, and not early on. I think is what let the Kings get the tone and led to that uh, power play opportunity and and the goal really is because even on that power play they were trying to play defense with their sticks a little bit too much and they weren't putting enough body on on the guys and there was opportunities to turn the puck over and instead of going and and holding them up and disrupting the flow of the possession they just went in with their sticks and the the, the puck was still able to be moved around almost in like as you would expect it to be on a power play. So that kind of led to them being able to get it around and, and screen Vasilevsky. So to me, they don't play rebound enough. To me, they don't play for the rebound enough. Yeah. And I, 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 guys I, to clean up a shot. And yeah. We're all preaching the choir. Because we're all preaching the choir. Our guys shoot hard. You can hear those heady shots, stammer shot, hitting those pads and bouncing maybe. off of them. And there is nobody there to clean up those shots. I think that's that's their biggest mistake. I think that's why uh, what's what Elliot gets scored on so much. If you watch Elliot, Elliot gives rebounds like crazy. They're far and rebounds, skating. and we yeah. stop skating. Anyway, we're not going to talk about the Ottawa game. What's going uh, on? Okay, listen, hold on. In the chat, I just said, what's going on? Is does Chris have multiple accounts, or did he change his profile pic mid chat? <laughs> he probably did <laughs> just to mess with shooty trying to shooty's trying to ban him by the way because they, they love they love going back and forth here in the chat chris is shooty wants to ban chris in the chat chris says you can't and he's now changing like a costume like he's doing a a, a costume swap mid <laughs> i love this yeah, is this Change your profile picture to shooter, Chris, if you want to have a process. <laughs> oh, yeah. no, Meanwhile, schoolies go full going full ASMR over here with this Christmas freaking cakes and unwrapping the packages. Um, uh, like I don't anyway, even know what's we going a watch on. Like, party, we're gonna be giving it, out those things because uh yeah, right? apparently schoolies bought the everything yeah, left. I hope yeah, I hope you got an entire pallet from the back room. <laughs> So uh, hey, I'll uh, superstore. One more thing about like the shooting thing is I don't know if you guys watched Radish's interview after the second period. He did say that that was really one of their goals of the second period was to get more pucks on net. So like I've heard the guys talk about that before too. Like it's a thing like they constantly I think are talking about, but it's just our team, and I don't think it's just our team. I think if you look at other teams, you hear their fans said the same thing. We're trying to get that perfect shot off. When you just look at half the goals in the NHL, they're they're ugly goals, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Although I think it's very funny that you say that because I, somebody shared on Facebook recently in the last couple of days um, about Vasilevsky when he first came in the league, talking about how it's different, uh, how it's volume in the NHL versus like in Russia, it was like more like precision, and so like you have that extra almost two seconds even on every play just to see what's going to happen in an NHL. It's a super volume league. And that's the thing. I think this team sometimes is so talented. How do you balance the line of trying to let your talent go and score you goals? And who cares if you only uh, shoot the puck, uh, get 20 pucks on net a game, if you're still getting 18 of those 20 shots or quality chances from high danger zones, whether you know what I'm saying? So if you're getting 35 shots on that and you're still only getting 20 high danger shots, what's the difference really? And then, so how do you balance that? Right. Cause that's what, I mean, 
we're going with episode 87 now and i think we probably could talk about this every single episode that we've ever had so where where's that balance you know it's 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 hard and you're right i think you we hear the guys talk about all the time sometimes they'd have to back off of trying to make the skill and the talent and just rely on peppering the goalie can i uh i want to show this real quick let's see if you guys can see it um because this is definitely going to be the comment of the night and it was from coop um so it's this play yeah, oh, yeah. OT, right? Good. So that Coop, was the OT. Coop's comment was just every man around the world just cringed. Yeah. Well, <laughs> first and foremost, absolutely, because you could definitely see his scrotum touch the ice there. Hit the ice. <laughs> like literally. I, I'm not trying to be perverse on our show because I mean I can. that hey, you can see his scrotum. <laughs> boop. There's like a little boop scrotum. And by the way. I loved uh, Ingblom's comment. How long is his left leg? <laughs> uh, after after saves like that, I'm, I'm questioning how long his third leg is. Right, that is that is all man right there, dude. No matter how how wide he can spread them legs, that is a man save right there. And not to mention, yeah. he he stared Anze down earlier in the game. Anze had had him dead to rights coming down the left wing, and. He just waited and waited and waited and made Anze go all the way around the net and oh, tried to do a so wraparound in the traffic, and that puck went flying out in the he's left in field. He's in Kovatar's so. head. Ever oh, since for sure. And, and, of course, they showed the highlight of the behind-the-back yeah. glove save. And yeah, absolutely. he's in his head ever since like, then. I, I, I love that. I absolutely love that. Well, hey, real quick, you know, we, we I was excited. We got off talking about the game real quick. But a couple oh, wait, things. Wait. First and foremost, first and foremost, I want to say – Appreciate uh, everyone tuning in to the Stash Takeover tonight. Want to do a little bit of poll, a little bit of a poll here in the chat. Overall, since it's the Stash's night, the question is: In general, does the Stash play? Does in general for the man, the dude, the the male in your life, does the Stash work? Does the Stash uh, a sign still of what it used to be of you know, uh, gentleman respect? Some type of uh, not me clearly, but in general, what do you guys think? Stashes, yes or no on dudes, and uh, we'll just let that go throughout the rest of the show. And uh, something we also missed at the beginning of the show that you we'll get back to that, up. and I'm I'm bringing it back in here. But I right just want to say how uh, perfect that this game was of these two teams with yeah. the topic we we wanted yeah. to start this off with, and 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 that is um basically really I buried the lead, and that is uh, Ben Bishop retiring, mm-hmm. uh, and and and, and talking about this amazing saves we saw, uh, and this is a guy that I think has a lot of respect from from this fan base. You know how I how I feel where I stand on former players and the fan base's love for them in general, but this is a guy that was definitely a foundation building block for what our team is now. And uh, had timing been different, uh, that guy and life been a little bit different, that guy might have been our our back to back goalie for Stanley Cups. You know what we I'm really saying? We only taught Bassy a lot. So too. and 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 absolutely. And if not for him, we probably wouldn't have back-to-back cups so you know we talk a lot about franjan and the, the goalie uh coaching that they, the way they build up goalies in this uh, franchise and whatnot but um 
Ben Bishop had a lot to do with what Vasi is as a goalie today. And it's just, it's really bad to see a guy like that that's elite level, elite status, and injuries take him away from being able to really achieve the pinnacle of what I think he probably had the capability of doing. So, and the ironic thing is, is that we traded him to the Kings for a player we know, Eric Chernak. Yeah. Um, so, the other thing is, is that um, this news broke why the team was flying home from Ottawa the other day. Yeah. And uh, I was, I'm aware that the video replay guy, uh, Nigel, is very good friends with Bish. So after the team landed, there was a couple of us at the airport and he pulled up to like he usually does to talk to us. And I asked him if they had heard that Bish had retired. And he said no, that none of them had gotten word of it yet. And literally, he picked up his phone and he's like, I need to call him. He's like, how long ago did the news? I said, he goes, how long did the news break? I said, about three hours ago. He said, I just spoke to him not too long ago. And he was hoping to play in the AHL and rehab his knee. He said it must have been worse than they thought. Um, So he said that that was one of his best friends and that it was it was really a sad sad thing yeah and and he's listed uh fourth all in all time save percentage um and vassy is fifth (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, he didn't he wasn't here as long like he was like that like in and out like you know, I don't know. He was he was only here for what four years, if that I think four or five, and and it was that transition area uh, for him. So, yeah, what do you guys say? Well, remember, it was Corey uh, Conacher who like really started the season on fire, and at the time, I don't even know who the Lightning's goalie was, but. They they made this move after we thought like we had the next St. Louis in was the it Nabokov? No, uh, he was here, but it was um, Raleigh, Raleigh, wasn't it? No, yes. this had to be after that. I, I don't know who it was. Oh, like, see, I always think Raleigh. Yeah, Enish, I always think Raleigh was later than he was. But, uh, but it was no one, right? It was no one that was yeah. going no, we, well, we yeah. to be able. we don't know to carry no. the team, right? And. We had this guy Conacher who you know looked physically like a little Saint Louis, and he was on fire. Um, and I remember everyone being so upset that we traded him, and we traded him for Ben Bishop, who nobody really knew who he was. Yeah, and he just came in here and played really, really well. And I think like that's that's what made me and I think a lot of other people realize that we needed uh, a solid goaltender. It was never going to, you're never going to win back-to-back cups or win a Stanley cup without having a goalie that can really kind of stand on his head. And I think more than anything, that's what the lightning learned they needed. And it was unfortunate with his time at the lightning, just untimely injuries. Like how, like that's just a lightning theme of this uh, franchise really. But um, I'll never forget the one time I I didn't even meet Ben Bishop in person, but I saw him in person. And if you've seen Ben Bishop in person, and I'm not talking about on ice where, you know, everybody looks like a giant. giant. We talk about Stash looking like a giant. I'm in like Ybor City with people in town from work. They don't even know who Ben Bishop is. And I start fangirling out because – 
I look at the at this guy walking the door and, you know, uh, you know, you scan people as you kind of look at him and I'm scanning this guy and I'm going like just looking up and up and up and up until I see his face. And I'm like, that's fucking Ben Bishop. I, I know that guy. I mean, um, nobody else at the table cared because they were all out of town. But like if you ever ran into this guy off the ice and just saw like the massive um, just amount of human he is in stash, you know, because you're a giant person for anyone that hasn't got the warning. Stash is a giant. I'm a giant. <laughs> um, and you just had surgery, right? So it's like, uh, yeah, I just had knee surgery, ironically. And also, which I wasn't really going to bring this up because like, I don't know really how to bring it up. But the guy, the doctor, Dr. Thompson, that operated on my knee was the fellow to i forget his name now suddenly off the top of my head uh which is a doctor term by the way for apprentice the fellow uh to the team doctor for the lightning in the late 90s and early 2000s he sewed up vinny lecavi like uh, vinny's left eye lecavi's left eye when he was like 18. the first time he ever got like a major cut in the league it was like his left eye and left or right eye when it was right eye, whatever but he was like telling me he's like man he was 18 back there getting sewn up by the doctor he's like dude he's because he had and he had like a, a major for the fighting and then like a two minute for whatever instigation so like had a seven minute penalty and he's sitting there watching the clock for the penalty he's like i gotta get back out there doc i got it he's like dude you're 18 do you want to get back out there and play or do you want to look like somewhat attractive for the rest of your life right so he so not only did he stitch up Vinny's eye, then uh, he didn't want to necessarily stay with the Lightning. So like uh, he took over for the Storm. So he was a Storm team doctor for ten years, and he's like operated on some of the biggest athletes um, in the area. So my left ankle that I had surgically repaired like twelve years ago was done by a very prolific ankle doctor uh, for sports athletes here in the area, and now my knee too. So. He was telling me I'm good to go for skating shooter. So uh, I might be joining you uh, next fall out there on the ice. School it was Anders Lindbach. Anders Lindbach. Yes. Anders Lindbach. No, because we thought actually we thought Lindy was going to be the guy. Actually, he looked like Vassy, but then didn't turn out to be Vassy. Yeah. Lind- it was Lind- Lind- Matthew, Matthew Garen was our. Yeah. Garon. Garon. That's what it was. Garon, not Roley. Garon. That's who yeah. it was. We that weren't was, was we weren't going anywhere with those guys. And in no. 2015, when we made the finals, like Ben Bishop was the big part of that. And I think a, a big part of us losing the finals was Ben Bishop getting, getting injured yeah. in the finals and us having to yeah. have like an 18-year-old Vassy yeah. all of a sudden thrusted into the Stanley Cup finals, which you know, at the end of the day, here in 2021, maybe that was a blessing in disguise that he got that experience under his belt. But yeah, um, you know, untimely injuries is going to unfortunately probably be the story of of Ben Bishop's career as an injury yeah. takes and, him out. And, but yeah, and I was going to say too, if if not for that injury, that kind of led to his to his whole rest of his career. And it's funny because I was talking with Doctor Thompson. I brought up Ben Bishop actually because. Uh, the news had just broke because uh, I went and saw him yesterday for my follow-up. So the news just broke about the knee. And we were talking about growing injuries uh, in goalies. And that's what Ben Bishop initially had was mm-hmm. a growing injury. And then I thought my my idea was like, dude, wouldn't that put more strain on your knee if your growing isn't healthy and you're trying to overcompensate and use other parts of your body? You'd end up putting more strain on your knee 
because your core, like we were talking about, you can't really see me, but the goalie, like 80, like 95% of the goalie's game is between like the quad and the, and like the breastbone, like that middle part of the body. That's where the goalie's game comes from. It's the, truly the core and the growing is part of that for them. You saw Vassie's growing uh, on full display tonight, right? Uh, so I, I, I was always, I was curious, you know, did, does that, did that kind of overcompensate and shorten his career? And, you know, you know, doctors can never really give you a straight answer, but he felt like that was not a bad uh, idea that I was having on that. So I, I, I think if Bishop stays healthy, I think the Lightning went two cups maybe in that time frame, maybe even three, then maybe there's like a year or two in between the transition from him to Vassy, and we're talking about one of the greatest dynasties truly of all time. Really, I was trying to find the video because luckily I had a lot of interaction with Bishop back then. Um, and honestly, he was at times he was an arrogant ass. Um, oh, that, that was definitely that, that was definitely a commentary about him around the town. I had a video that I was trying to find, but I couldn't find it when Stammer got his brand new contract. He got the Ferrari, and um. Bishop and Boyle both got into the car and drove it around the parking lot, the back parking lot and seeing Bish get into that car. Everybody was laughing. Even Stammer was laughing at it. Um, But it was was funny because he was either on or he was off with the fans. Um, There were, there was times when he was nice as can be. Uh, He would give autographs. And then the next time he would screw up your whole picture on purpose um, just because he could, he would, he would write his name over other players names just to screw it up. Um, or he would be really nice. He was totally arrogant at point that time. And then, and then that's when Vassy started coming in. It was Vassy's rookie year. Um, and Vassy was starting to become a fan favorite because he was coming in there and shutting it down um, and we legitimately had a one-two, and that was when Vassy started getting better, and nobody knew who was starting that night. I remember every night, uh, every day, we were waiting for the practice lines to find out who the starting goalie was. Was it going to be Vassy and Net? Was it going to be Bish and Net? Um, and then, yeah, then he started getting the injury bug. He had the injury bug when he went to the Kings. And then in Dallas, his whole career has been off and on. And then now they just put Kadovan uh, on waivers. So they're having, they're having goalie nightmares down there in Dallas. Two but don't years. They have, they have, two uh, years removed from a Stanley Cup. Yep. They have um, they have Holpe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Finally. Yeah. They'll be okay. Um. Speaking yeah, so. of Vassy, can I bring this up for a second about Vassy? Remember how we were talking about the Vassy roar? Um, oh, the, the, oh, the tunnel. Are it's you the same. The it's the same one. It's the same one they use in Florida, isn't it? No, listen, listen to what he does in the tunnel before the game. Is that what you're playing, shooter? Yeah. So oh. our our girl Kaylee Mizell, we call yep. her Shelly, or no, we call her Zelly. <laughs> what? what? Um, mm-hmm. She will be back. We have we have no good hosts on this show. This is this is her tweet, by the way. I'm I'm zoomed into the video here, but listen, I put the sound on. Listen to the Vassy yell, and I think we might be able to replace that growl with the Vassy yell. Let's let's see if you guys can hear it. 
Did you hear it? Yeah. <laughs> that was it. Hold on. Ah! That's solid. <laughs> That's, listen, uh, listen, for uh, what? A, a, a two second. <laughs> a, a two second roar. Good. You see Stammer going, what the hell? You, listen, you guys, <laughs> listen, you guys have both been to sporting events with me. You, you know the stash roar, right? You, you know, yeah. like I can. This is our barn. Don't walk in the seats when the right. play. No, I'm talking about the, the 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 metal roar, scream, if you will, that I do. But listen, Multiple beers and drinks I've gotten. So, like I'm saying, I'm I'm qualified to to rate this vassy scream, if you will. Listen, and I, I'm giving that a solid eight. It's good. It's good. I would I would replace the the growl at Amelie with that any any day of the week. But you know, Kimberly here oh. is known at Amelie as the whisperer. And I feel like we should get you two together in the same section for a game and have some sort of like video. I, I mean, I've got a phone in my pocket. Usually we can do some sort of video documentation. Of um, she does sit right in front of me. So if Stash came to a game with me one game, she does sit weird. right there in front of me. It's weird. L listen. <laughs> no, this got weird. I think, I think we need to have a scream off. <laughs> it's impossible for anyone to beat me in a scream off and that's a great segue because let's talk about what we're all here to talk about tonight really not hockey it's the takeover we're talking about mustaches right it's the stash edition we're here to talk about stashes right if, we're gonna, if i'm gonna take it over and get full reins we're gonna talk about what a real mustache is about what the names of muscle? We're gonna go in deep dive, and we're gonna talk about some of the greatest mustaches in history, in pop culture, and we're gonna see just what everyone thinks about some of these great, great mustaches that we've had, the greatest experience uh, to have in our lives. So, first and foremost, you know, I think the most important thing we can do is go with the guide of uh, what a mustache is. Right. Boom. Here we go. Where are we going full screen? <laughs> How do I do this? Boom. Right. <laughs> yep. So look. So first of all, did you even know there are this many different mustaches and that they're actually named? First of all, that's what's incredible to me because, like, it's just to me always just been stash. Right. You just got to rock a stash. You know, what, what I find interesting is only one is actually named after a person there. Dolly. The Dolly. Well, right. Because he basically did the upside down Fu Manchu. Yeah. Right. And quite, not quite the full handlebar, which is technically the mustache I'm generally most known for is I really generally rock a pretty solid handlebar mustache. But these days I'm becoming a little bit more fan of like a walrus kind of uh wrong uh, we'll get to that but the, like the older i get the more dad vibe i start rocking the walrus is starting to become more and more prevalent um i find it very interesting that we have the fu man shoe right here in the top right corner just above the imperial which is completely obviously misnamed what what do you guys think? Because this this seems to be the Fu Manchu above the Wu Tang Chu, right? That is clearly the Wu Tang symbol yeah. as a mustache. 
that's the first thing I thought of when I thought the Imperial is that is that's the Wu Tang stash. That's, that's Wu Tang. That's Wu Tang. So uh, you got the horseshoe and the Fu Manchu. So that's the other thing too. Like, how is that different? So now we've and that's how I realized that the cop stash technically is the horseshoe, not the Fu Manchu, because the Fu Manchu is like the cr- the classic kung fu mustache, right? The really long one that hangs down. Uh, so yeah, the Fu Manchu has to hang over yes over the chin, huh? Yeah, so it must be a long, like uh, like almost like your head, the like the hair from your head, just hanging down in a beautiful waterfall from each corner of your lip, of your mouth. Perfect. Uh, the chevron in the top left, that's a classic cop stash. Yes, I, I, that's what we see right there. The classic cop stash, the chevron. Yeah. Um. I didn't realize that you had different types of handlebars. You got the traditional handlebar, the petite handlebar. <laughs> Very interesting to me, the, the petite handlebar. Um, I thought you were going to say that maybe you're starting to retire the retire the handlebar and maybe scale back to the petite handlebar. Well, I don't consider anything on you petite. So. Exactly. I, I don't think that. Whoa. I don't think I could. I don't Whoa. think I could. <laughs> Whoa. That, that I know of. Whole different show now. <laughs> that's when we got canceled. <laughs> you can't get also, canceled for me tooing each other. <laughs> I, also, <laughs> I also think it's interesting they went with the toothbrush here. Which would actually be the second mustache name for a human being? Am I wrong? Right, toothbrush. Clearly, yeah, yeah. Clearly generally, you want to stay away from the toothbrush. That's, that's, no toothbrushes are Cartman. Yes, um, and then also pencil mustaches. That's that's not a thing. Those are drawn on. That's like Gomez Adams and the Adams family. Uh, I don't know. It's kind of like Matthew Joseph. He kind of has that little. You got this. Well, he's he's got like the the angled one, right? Like the that's like the the private first class Chevron, <laughs> right? It's like the rookie cop mustache almost, right? Got that pencil mustache like that. That's like the junior Chevron, right? So, well, so so here's the thing. All right, so I really kind of wanted to go from here and and do a little rundown some of the great pop culture iconic mustaches in my book and and feel free in the chat to chi- to chime in who you think's got some of the greatest mustaches. i i, I intentionally pop, pop actually culture? left a couple out because What's like that? are you pop culture because are you like counting hitler because he's not pop culture well that's iconic right. well first of all that was just i was just sharing the the grid right all what right. they are and that was called the two i was just saying they call it the toothbrush but clearly it's not but well, I was going to share some images here of some some men sporting the mustaches throughout history uh, that you know I kind of admire or not even admire, just like that's somewhat famous that are trendy or iconic, if you will. And feel free again to chime in in the chat or for you guys to let me know. We'll go ahead and do a quick image search. We'll share them as well, and we'll kind of rate the uh, the stash and the flow and see see who you guys believe is the best and. For me, um, I see the picture get the well, the one that just oh, went out. Oh, yeah, no, it's there, it's there. But for me, just going back to where I feel comfortable these days. Wait, did you make uh, a PowerPoint presentation? You know, ready to go, I got a few images ready to go. But this to me, right here, boom, that to me, <laughs> as a 41 year old man, <laughs> is the, the pinnacle of mustaches right there. 
And, and that's what I'm trying to say right there. That is clearly. Um, Hold on. Go back to that. I got to grab no. a screenshot of that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, love the, I love the lightning on the forehead. I was not ready yeah. for your graphics. Added Hold to... on right there for a second. <laughs> yeah, we got to uh, we got to highlight that one. <laughs> All right. That's fantastic. Please move on. <laughs> so to me, that's my mustachioed inspiration these days as a, a father, an aspiring carpenter, woodworker, and a hobbyist of uh, just being manly. Um, that, that one right there is a legend. This right here, I think, if you really ask anybody, the greatest mustache of all time. Boom. Mr. Sam Elliott, the legend himself. Uh, and I had to use this image because it's from the Lebowski, and that's my favorite role of his. But there's many oh, Roadhouse. Yeah, there, there's a few iterations of this guy's mustache, but overall, this guy's got one of the greatest of all time. That's Mr. Sam Elliott himself. <laughs> Hold on, are you gonna highlight who Sarah has? In oh, the in the chat we're, here, we're, the we're owner, uh, the oh. prestigious owner of the yeah. Jacksonville we'll, we'll, Jaguars. Let's do it. Um, and, um he and does wrestling, nifty stash, AEW wrestling. Yes. Listen, I've got. Let me. Serena's got it here. Burt Reynolds. Listen, I got it queued up. That's that's the stash right there. That's so, the only one you might ever need to see. In, that's in basically what I'm rocking right now. To be honest with you, that's pretty much the mustache I'm really rocking. I can't go the full walrus like Ron or like uh, Ron Swanson. I don't. I don't get the full walrus. I'm kind of like right in between the the Burt Reynolds and, and the Ron Swanson, if you will. The originals, Charlie Chaplin. Yeah, well, there it is. Shot Khan. <laughs> That's a great stash right there. That That is a classic stash. It's well-groomed, but at the same time, like, eh, I just let it be what it is. And a lot of times, as a mustachioed man, that's what you got to do. You just got to let the stash be the stash. You know, you got to let the stash be the driver sometimes, right? Well, in your PowerPoint, didn't I see a certain little pot smoker? Oh, there's a Tampa native. Oh, well, we'll get to him. But what's one of the most iconic? But let's get back to a great inspiration of mine. And this is <laughs> this is a very classic look right here, Mr. Cheech. Now, does that Cheech qualify Merritt. as a walrus? Here's a question, though. There's a clear break in the lip, right? There's a clear break in the middle of it so it's i don't know man it's like a hybrid of a walrus and like a pencil that's called the pothead that's called the cholo <laughs> that's called the cholo is i mean that's what i grew up calling that so but i, I mean that's iconic that's iconic in and of itself and uh adrian and young, for the young guy oh awesome there we go awesome adrian athlete. We're going to give Adrian some spelling lessons. <laughs> I don't know if you could butcher anyone's name. And listen, he's call probably- out on, on this show my typing skills. So <laughs> he's, uh, pro- he's probably driving back from uh, Orlando right now. Him and Serena, they live in Orlando. So right, we'll, we'll, we'll give you a pass there. Uh, Kevin wants to go with my pillow. My pillow guy. <laughs> okay, well, then here we go. That's funny because basically – Oh man, it's not. It's basically the Vincent Price, yeah. And which is a great segue because that's like a pencil mustache, but it's got the breaking lip, so it's almost like the the Austin mini Matthews. 
Yeah, it's like the Austin Matthews kind of even right there. But that's it, that's what more well grown in than Austin Matthews. That's Austin that's Matthews classic. still he, his still looks penciled in. Can I can I jump in here? Can I jump in here? Bring one bring one in. Lady? Bring one in. Hey now. Hey now. Oh. I know, I know he's on the Pittsburgh Penguins right now. Let's not forget that. But oh. Brian Boyle was always rocking. He usually had a little hair on the chin too, well, but he was he was usually rocking uh, a stash on top of that. So yeah. let's give him a little well, Which brings in the question though, um, as also as I do, I usually let the soul patch keep going no matter what. Like it's, I, I always let the lower lip go. So what is that technically a mustache or does that go into the mustache and goatee realm? Which it's not that was a whole that was a whole other diagram that I chose not to bring to the show tonight because we could have got even further into mustache lore, facial hair lore, if you will. And uh I don't know if everyone was ready for that. So I was gonna say it's not on the list, it's not on the, the chart. So where does it rank? Let me give you one more. And this is yeah. I always yeah. think about this one too. This is old Dennis. Eckersley, Eckersley, right? Or was yeah. is that Dennis or is that Raleigh Fingers? I don't know. No, name. that's Raleigh. That is Raleigh both, Fingers. Both of them, though. That was Raleigh Fingers. Back. Absolutely. Hard. Yes. Hard. Absolutely. But Dennis Eckersley had more of like the um, almost like a Sam Elliott kind of like full furry caterpillar thing going on. Raleigh Fingers was the guy that always had the the true stash or the the handlebars. <laughs> I like I like how the lightning just touches. <laughs> this, this, it just kisses the tip of the stash here. Just the touch of the tip on that, on that close up. You know what's also very creepy is uh, the amount of super close up mustache pics on the internet. <laughs> like that picture <laughs> that you just showed, there must be hundreds of thousands of just straight up close up pictures of men's mustaches, just their lips, and they're like that's it, like from mid nose to mid chin. Like it's insane. I'm I, pull up like, that pull up dive that, that I wasn't expecting stash. to fall into. Like it's a well I was not expecting to be so deep, to be honest. But let's talk about this right now. If we're talking about Tampa Bay, we're talking about mustaches. We're talking about tell me what you got, brother. Something that's immortal, brother. We're talking about the true greatest of all time, the Hulkster himself, brother. That's one now, hell of a mustache. This is not a Fu Manchu. No, this again, this is not. We, we already established this is not the Fu Manchu. Again, this is oh, not the, the horseshoe. This yeah. is the horseshoe, not the handlebar. Oh. Oh. So, oh. question for you guys: you We have not really seen many mustaches in Tampa Bay Lightning history. That's right. I, I really don't recall any, and I just did a little shirt search. We get a lot of beards. We get a lot of uh, goatees. Killer's got a classic one. Um, but yeah. it seems like the mustache has always been kind of missing in the Tampa Bay Lightning repertoire of facial hair. And if you go around the league, I don't know if you guys are like me. I'm obsessed with hockey. I'm going to watch hockey. And when we, we got Cooch. Cooch yeah. has the beard, the mustache. You had Luke Witowski. Yeah, that Bogo has yeah. it. Yeah. It's usually your defensive guys. It, Coburn, I think Coburn had it at times. It would, yeah, but it's usually not just the stash. It would be really tough to yeah. put a pin on who has the best mustache in Tampa Bay Lightning history. That's a tough one. I mean, which is crazy because I can go right away, and maybe it's because I just hate them, and I watched them punch some dude in the face uh, losing, but Sam Bennett, for Florida has a great 
hockey yeah. stash. Like a lot of guys give him a hard time for. It. I'm always. I mean, I don't like the guy, but I'm defending his fucking lip game all the time. That guy. Yeah. I mean, but see, and you know, Serena says Yanni, but even Yanni had, uh, you know, not just the yeah. I mean, even not even just a soul patch. Like he always had like like he's still like I'm 20 trying to grow a beard a little bit. Like he never shaved his cheeks or anything. You know. Like I'm rocking the five o'clock shadow right now because I just I don't like using a straight razor. I just use my uh, clippers, if you will, to to shave. But like I'm right. only so, technically only stash. So now that we've talked about this, because way this too be long. First time this wouldn't be the first time that something's translated from this show to the lightning. That's true. Let's let's watch. Let whoa whoa wait a minute. Killer in the playoffs in 2020. That's true. Went out there with the stash yeah. and the soul pack. Wait, let's that's why that. that's why we started calling Sofrito mini killer. That's why our, our longtime listener, Colin friend, Steven Sofrito, we started calling him mini killer. And that's why I call technically to me, I call that the Spaniard. Because you got the nice little well manicured thin mustache, and then the uh because he had he had the mustache before he let the beard go. Uh, yeah, in the beginning of the playoffs, it was yeah. just it was just the little the little pad, turn. But I think this is later on. It obviously yeah. looks like a practice. Um, yeah. yeah, this is 2015 though. Oh, I don't know. But yeah, he he did pull it off. Anyway, are we just going to talk about mustaches the rest of the show? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the call that should have been called against Joseph was tripping because here's the Kings tripped up in Tampa. Oh, what a oh. pity. What a pity, like twenty witty. year old girl. Oh, good job. Good no, job. yeah, I get, good like, witty. I like it. Good for And them. then I see the comment saying, "I see what you did there." And then, yeah, miss, yeah. hate the miss call, but let me get the point versus Tampa. Yeah. Should have been two. Should have been two to one without I mean, the BS go back looking and look call. At missed calls throughout the entire game because well, that, we the, do that. The, the first call, which was BS, we were talking about no call or a call that shouldn't have been made that did get made. What's the difference? You know. Uh, but no, that's hey, listen, that's the end of my stash love for tonight. Um, I think we had to, oh, except for one thing, there's there's one thing that we're definitely missing, and I'm a little bit disappointed in everybody missing this guy right here. Just give me one second. I, I thought someone else was going to bring him up. Oh, I'm so, oh sorry. Oh no! Don't get Serena on Luxmore. <laughs> he's a he's a Tampa native, uh, Tampa resident. So we can boom. That's the man right there. <laughs> Ask me, Mister Tom Selleck, Magna PI himself. That that's guy. I mean that that's that's definitely not the best picture that I could have got of him with his mustache. That's the modern. That's the modern man mustache. That's not the Magnum PI mustache. But if there's a guy. In American pop culture, that's where a mustache for longer and been more iconic about it. Uh, I don't know. Who I think Burt there. Reynolds. I think Burt Reynolds is. Yeah, the say, I already talked about Burt Reynolds. Rest uh, in yeah. peace. That's fair. That's the, then it's one A and one B then for me because those guys tie for some of the greatest mustaches of all time. And speaking of time, that's my time about mustaches. Uh, let's go to the look ahead. What do you guys think about that? Ottawa. We got, yeah. we got a we got a the hottest team in the NHL coming to town on Thursday. One of 
one of we just uh felt now, the... they might be the hottest let, let i'll i'll let you know i'm gonna look at the uh standings here and see who's on the biggest win streak right now you got pittsburgh's up. won five straight that's yep. that's a real pain in the ass you got nashville nashville by the way i know a lot of us are going to the stadium series playing really good hockey yeah um those are the two hottest teams right now where does where's our uh our team here in Ottawa. Oh, they won two straight. Never mind. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. I should probably go. <laughs> five and five no. in the last ten. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, you know what it is. You're listening to all the hype because everyone's talking about them. Oh, they're suddenly going doing well. I mean, they're doing okay. They're uh, a negative I, twenty in goal differential. Yeah, I, I think what you're seeing is a they caught Tampa at the last game of a really long road trip when they I think was. Like I said, hardly even worth mentioning. Basically, an exhibition game, if you will, with uh, everyone that was out, um, and the fact that it was, you know, Ottawa at the end of a long road trip. Uh, we we didn't lose points to the people we didn't need to, and it doesn't really matter if we lose points to Ottawa now. So then they go in and Florida. I watched that game. Uh, I was sitting here on both my screens watching the Florida game as I was watching the Lightning game, and they definitely took Ottawa for granted. And there were some big miscues by Spencer Knight in the net and the way he handled the puck and his communication with their mm -hmm. defense. And I don't think you're going to see that from the Lightning. And I think the good thing about this game with the Las Vegas Knights, just kidding, the LA Kings, um, is that it's going to help the Lightning get a little bit ready. I don't think they're going to be as back on their heels as maybe they might have been for Ottawa even after that game the other night. They have won five of their last six, losing the only yeah. game against the Islanders. Yeah. So they, they beat Carolina 3-2, and Carolina was looking good this year. They beat Colorado, which is our next opponent after Ottawa. They beat Colorado 6-5. They beat the Devils 3-2, who beat us. And then they lost to the Islanders 3-5, beat us 4-0, and then tonight 8-2. We do have to let everybody know early show next Tuesday. Yes, we'll get to that because um, we play Ottawa and then we play Colorado in Colorado for a random trip out west for the weekend trip, which uh, there's worse places to spend a weekend, I guess, than uh, Colorado. Little uh, road trip for the Bolts here. looks like Kevin in the chat's going to be there Saturday in Denver. So thank you for he lives He lives out there in Colorado. Yep. I remember he won a he won a shirt. We, yep. we we sent him a shirt out there. So, uh, yeah, wrap it up, Kevin, in uh, Balls Arena. If I'm not confused, it is Balls Arena now. In, balls. Uh, maybe it's just balls, balls to the wall arena. Right ball Arena. To, I don't balls know. It used to be like Pepsi Center or something like that. We used to call the Pepsi, the Pepsi Center. Now it's Balls. Yeah. Balls. Ball jars. Uh, if, you, anyway. if, you, if you need if you need to score something. Ball jars. Yeah. Ball jars. You need ball jars if you need to store anything. I really wish we would Airtight. do Vegas before Colorado. Every time they get high in Colorado and lose in Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> they do. I would I don't know what you're talking about. I have no <laughs> idea what you're talking about. Oh, all the players do. <laughs> yeah. That would never happen. It's, it's our good place to spend a weekend. <laughs> good place to spend a weekend. 
Yeah, but uh, so as Schooly was mentioning, one of the rare times we have a late game on a Tuesday. It's a 10 o'clock game, so we're going to do the funness two weeks in a row. Shooter uh, stash takeover this week. Next week is going to be a pregame show. We're going to come on live uh, at a regular 8 o'clock-ish time and do a pregame show before that Vegas game a week from tonight. And just looking at the schedule, we do Tuesday nights. We play every single Tuesday night until the last week the break. of January. So we will be post-gaming yep. it for uh, the foreseeable for future. But, yeah, we'll switch it up next week. We'll do a pre-game show from, what, 9 to 10. Maybe what I'll do is I'll set up the, um, the watch party on Zoom or something like that uh, and see if we can all kind of hang out together during the game. But um, I'm looking forward to the West Coast swing. I'm a late-night person, so I always watch those games no matter what. In fact, I'm probably going to go turn on whatever West Coast game starting or started already in oh, uh, the West Coast right now. So, yeah. and, 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 you know, speaking of which, real quick, by the way, um, just just real quick at the end of the show, quick soapbox, that's, that's, you know, Stash's takeover. Why are people so upset with ESPN Plus? I don't get it. It is I've, so I've cheap. I've been able to watch way more. I've watched every game, I've... any game I want to, any game. Yeah. So can I watch Lightning games live? No. Can I watch it the next game? Yes. The next day I can watch it archive. I can watch any other game live. I can watch any game archive. I can go back the entire season right. Like it, I don't understand people and their disdain for ESPN Plus and ESPN taking over the distribu- distribution rights for the NHL. So sure. has, let me has the transition from from uh, FS uh, Fox Sports to Bally been seamless? No, Bally's got some things, but it's basically still the same broadcast. That's the other thing; it's still essentially the same broadcast. Well, I don't know right what now are pitching about right now, and and this is like if okay. you're just a Lightning fan and want want to watch Lightning games, all right, ESPN Plus is not going to help you. Except we do have two or three right. more games that are exclusively on yes. ESPN Plus. But right now right. on ESPN, you can be watching. ESPN Plus, sorry, you can be watching the Kraken versus the Sharks, the Leafs Boom. versus the Oilers, the Jackets versus the Canucks. The um, And by the way, this is if you want to watch the Leafs broadcast or the Oilers broadcast, you get right. to choose which one. Blues or is on right now. And Jackets, Canucks, I don't know if I mentioned that one. All, yeah. Rangers, Avalanche is probably wrapping up right now. All yeah. of those games you can watch with an ESPN Plus uh, subscription and by the way you can bundle that with bundle Hulu it. and ESPN Plus and Disney Plus for what like $12 a month yeah. so it's like so, I mean, yeah. just like less than $15 a month man less than $15 a month and you can get the, the bundle and 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 I, I, to me I don't understand I've seen people crapping on it on the internet I just I don't understand it Look, I, I'm a huge fan Yes. Look at, while I'm editing this podcast, which by the way, we don't yeah. really edit the podcast. We yeah. go put like the pre and post game stuff Race. on there. Yeah. Look, all of these games I can go click on and watch. Like, how are you complaining about this? Yeah. You never had this option. I would have had to pay to hundreds of dollars on center of ice before, before this season, I would have had to pay hundreds of dollars to get center, center ice. And I would have only been able to watch it on my cable device or the one on and it. Like I, I'm literally, because I have two, well, because I have three screens and my my PC and my Xbox, I can watch three hockey games at a time right now, on through ESPN Plus. It's like I'm in a bar in my own house right now, and it, I caught co- it cost me 
12 like what six dollars between the three of them so six dollars or less than that what is it i don't know i'm not good at math right now three beers deep plus sarah so, sarah says if you're on the rise then seven dollars a month for all three wow come on um if you are, are looking so just to be clear you cannot in tampa bay watch the lightning on espn Live. plus because the contract Live. is owned by bally sports in right. tampa you have to be able to watch through a provider that supplies Bally Sports. Back if up. you need a workaround for that, you can DM Shooter in the Stash or <laughs> Rob Reshoot, and I will tell you how to get around that. Uh, but you're gonna have to you have to pay for it. Yeah. So, like any good gonna, thing in life, you you're still gonna have to pay for it. You're gonna have yeah. to pay for uh, Spectrum or Bally or whatever it is, or the VPN. No, no, no. I got I got a cheap way that you can say and get a better yeah. stream than you'll VPN. get through Bally's. Or and I don't even want to say that because I love Bally's and the guests that we have on from Bally Sports. So you yes. should have a subscription to Bally Sports. You should definitely, yeah. So. <laughs> spectrum, Spectrum, <laughs> Spectrum. Hey, listen. Uh, I, some people choose neighborhoods based on school <laughs> districts. I chose my neighborhood based on my spectrum being bundled into my HOA, and I knew that I would never exactly. have to worry about missing lightning hockey. It's just always there, no matter what. So free cable, people, free yeah, internet. Yeah, Thank you. Absolutely. <laughs> you, you live you live your life one way, or you live it the other. I don't know. It's up to you. But uh, I know which way I live, and I haven't missed a lightning hockey game this season. So that being said, gentlemen. What a great game, right? A, gr a great game against a, a great team from the West Coast. Uh, a great bounce back after that, basically, exhibition game uh, last Saturday in Ottawa. And looking forward to a regular Thursday night game here in our barn against that same Ottawa team on Thursday. All right, nice job. Can I tell you where you messed up? Every single second <laughs> of the last one hour <laughs> and not. 11 minutes. You did not. There were a couple things that I wanted to make sure we brought up. Um, one was just me and my detective-like research of looking up the Jack Adams Award, which is the best coach in the NHL, and realizing that our coach, John Cooper, has never, never won never that won and it. how much of a criminal offense that is. <laughs> and if he does not win it this year, Dude. I will riot. I don't know what I'll do, but... Cooper's never oh, won. Rittenhouse. Coach, We're going Rittenhouse. Here in the NHL. Oh. For any um, of those also, people, real quick, for any of those people that went to the SDM Stanley Cup um, event, they ended up having every single um, – <laughs> never on bullshit. They ended up having every single trophy that the Lightning ever had, any Lightning player. And it was really cool because what they did is they put the TVs behind them with a video clip of whatever player or coach or whatever had won it and then their name and stuff. So it was really cool to see the different trophies and to see, and that was the first time I realized the Jack Adams um, was during that the other day. Yeah. Well, um, I'm disappointed because my knee surgery got postponed. It was supposed to be on Tuesday, but it ended up being on Thursday. If it was Tuesday, I would have been there on Sunday, even the third uh, favorite host on the show can beg and plead to get invites to go see the Stanley Cup. And I would have been there, but my knee wasn't quite fully healed in time for me to get there yesterday. Or I'm that's Sunday, all so. the hardware that the Lightning have ever won or any of the players. Or the that's, coaches. That's, that's insane. Um, yeah, that was that's actually stolen from my rep. He had posted all of them. And all, um, and all that was before the 1,000th win that we talked about the other night, too. Think about that. Yeah. So it, it was just really cool to go down a memory lane and seeing 
different names. Um, the Con Smythe, seeing Brad Richards' name up there. Um, Ted Lindsay Award. Um, it was, who was it? Um, St. Louis and who else but literally yeah. the less busy his name was the first yeah, one that were on it that's awesome so that was really cool to see um, um serena says someone would have pushed me in a wheelchair and that's i appreciate that but honestly i live an hour away almost from huge. the arena and it, 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 it wasn't uh the being mobile I'm, i was mobile enough it was sitting in the truck or driving that far and having my knee bent that long that was the main thing i couldn't make the drive what they had so Oh yeah, I saw a picture. Trust me, we we saw we saw all the pictures. So if you're the nice, the yeah. group, we, the we nice, all saw them. The nicest trophy. It was, like, it was like the first day of school. It was right. It was, it was like the, it was like the first day of school with all the lightning fan groups. Except it was fucking. I get to see the fucking trophy day. I think the best one to see besides the Stanley Cup um, for me was the Rocket Richard. Yeah, um, that that one was a really nice trophy to to see. Um, and it's just like wow, these uh, and then of course me and the keeper of the cup, um, Phil Pritchard was really cool. Yeah, and I <laughs> want to thank everyone that invited me to and, and to give me their seat to go check that out. <laughs> yeah, don't get a scooter. <laughs> and um, I just wasn't able to to get out there this weekend. But back on my Cooper, um, issues. Cooper did also become the fastest NHL coach to win 400, 400 games. Um, again, just going to show that there's it's ridiculous that he's never won this award, and I hope he wins it this year. Um, well, we didn't really talk about Sorelli returning. Yeah. He missed two yeah. out of three games this week. He did return tonight. Looked, looked good, good. Had a really great chance to be in the game. And I, I did want to talk a little bit about this rumor that – the KHL You're going to supporting Russia. the Lightning and the Caps, you know, not a surprise with the Russian players on these two teams yep. to play, the rumor is, against KHL teams in Russia. So I did put a um, a pull up on Twitter here, our Twitter, at We The Thunder Pod, uh, over on the Twitter. And uh, you don't have much time left. It goes to the end of the day today. But... Would you go to Russia? Travel? Would you travel to Russian? There you go. Whoever I was like talking shit about about typing. There you go. <laughs> <Adrian. laughs> to, to see the Bolts play the Caps or a KHL team, which is kind of the plan. And uh, I just thought it was interesting because you know it's Russia. It's a heck of a trip to take. Forty-three percent um, yes, forty or fifty-six point eight no right now. Um, I think it would be a heck of a trip to go see uh, all of our Russian stars go play in Russia. But with uh, the like from... I don't like the idea of them playing against KHL teams. Like maybe an exp uh, a regular season or uh, exhibition against Washington. But against KHL teams, eh, I don't know if that's going to fly with the NHL. I just saw Nesterov just signed a new contract over there, and it brings back memories of some old Lightning players. Yeah. If you think the just the Russians team. that have been we've had, we've on had this team. Yeah. We've had a pipeline over the I last mean, seven or eight years, for sure. Ten years Stanley Cup, all of our Stanley Cup goalies have been Russians. Yep. We, you know, We've had Nemesikov, Nesterov, uh, yeah, even so Washington. A lot of offs. And ski. Yeah, yeah. A lot of offs and skis on this team. Washington, you know, they get their best cocaine from over there. 
Uh, oops. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> um, so yeah, it, it would. I that would be something I'd be really wanting to go see. Uh, my my grandfather, yeah, my grandfather and my uncle and um, like my dad's side of the family traveled to Russia fairly prolifically, prolifically in my youth, and I've always wanted to go. So I would absolutely be down for a We the Thunder live from Russia. Oh man, that'll be the day. <laughs> all right i'm in i'm in I, i'd totally go to russia i know i know some good russians do you think they're, do you like, think they're allow us to have internet over there hey, we'll figure it out we'll go fucking pirate we might not ever make it back but it'd be worth it baby listen there's i do know some russians there is a there is a like russian version of facebook there it's like yeah. straight up russian facebook yeah. I know some Russians too. They're called Kucherov, Vasi, and they call they call the Rusbuk. Right. Um, I'm in. I'm in. Let's go. All right. Uh, oh yes, and yeah, Serena is right. Sweden was awesome. Can you imagine all the vodka, all the potato <laughs> juice? They would start calling me. Stash the machine. They would, yeah. <laughs> Google They'd it. Call, they would call me the masher. No, it's good. All right, can we go now? I'm I'm right. I'm through with today's uh game. Big win, oh, overtime win. Great game. Uh yeah, Tuesday nights in the books, baby. Uh you guys got nothing left? Then I want to say uh thanks for humoring me everybody. Thanks for listening along. Another great night. This has been We the Thunder. Don't forget to be the thunder.